0: The following is brought to you by Braided Media. There are moments in life when you have to jump into the deep end. Moments where the fire, while scorching, it's just something you cannot turn away from. Today represents one of those moments. We turn our focus on food this week to my next guest and to a contentious question. Ghanaian chef Kwesi of Taste and See Catering who makes, among other things, a mean jollof rice. And that, my friends, and perhaps soon-to-be foes, is the centerpiece of what might be our most emotionally charged and contentious show ever. One where this guest, the aforementioned Quasi, will answer the quintessential question of our time. Nigerian Jolov? Or Ghanaian Jolov? Good morning, good day, or good evening. And welcome to 54 Lights. This show is designed to elevate Black voices through authentically told stories of Africans, African descendants, or allies of the community. Our work is done in service of rewriting the African narrative and reclaiming the brand that represents people. Of color. My name is Kandwani Mwase, Ethiopian born, Canadian raised, and proudly Malawian. I live in the world of business but find inspiration, energy, and purpose in creative spaces. This show is my passionate pursuit to better understand what shapes and defines culture. It is the manifestation of my curiosity. Today's episode marks the continuation of our focus on food. We started with some spirited conversation about framing food sustainability with Detroit chef Kiki Luya. Then we found our way to a story of resilience and strength with Easton Robinson from Jerk Up Central. Now today, we jump headfirst into the frying pan and meet a remarkable entrepreneur who's making palates swoon every time he steps into the kitchen i urge you to sit back grab some food maybe a drink and enjoy a great conversation the next episode is aptly called where's my jollof actually when i order it, it's with more urgency so it's probably where's my jollof People who are listening now will not know, but I have in my fridge a little bit of your a little bit of your your food that I've I've saved for, <laughs> for after this talk so that mm-hmm. I can get my, my juices and appetite flowing and then I can just dive in, dive in, dive in. So listen, let let's get started. Let's jump in. I wanted to know if you could give me, you know, your full name and and maybe let's start with with what if anything it means. That's typically where I ask people.
1: Okay, so my full name is Kwesi Ohene Afum Danso. Afum Danso is my last name that uh, is hyphenated, mm-hmm. um, and it's my dad and my um my grand uncle that I was named after. Uh, so his name is Ohene Danso. So my middle name and my last name was what I got from him, and Kwesi is for in in the Akan language of Ghana. It's uh, males that are born on Sunday, they carry kwezi. Um, Depending on the day of the week you are born, you have a different name. So for wow. a guy, it's kwezi, and then for a girl, it's Akosua. Even when I was growing up, I, ha- I hardly used it until I moved out here. And then did you grow up here or did you grow up in Ghana? No, I grew up in Ghana. So um, I came here in 2000, uh, 2000 and end of 2000, so uh, I must say probably December 2000. Um, I grew up in Ghana. Went to school in Ghana. Uh, finished high school. Did all my GC A level and all that stuff back there. Okay. And then I came in. Initially went to George Brown for IT. What brought you into the world of IT? Um, I guess when I was done high school it was just before the whole tech bubble, right? Uh, just before the bubble busted in two thousand. So, you know, Windows ninety five had come out, and it was just starting to hit. You know, and then the curiosity just kind of drew me into it.
0: So I'm gonna ask the other the, the obvious question, which is part of the reason why I'm talking to you today, which is the food. <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: we all love it? <laughs> yeah, don't we
0: all love it? Um what brought you to the food then? What what brought you into the the, the world of the kitchen?
1: So uh my mom is a dietitian by a profession and she's also a caterer. So she had a restaurant and she used to cater for a lot of events. Um so Part of my job was to, when she's catering for events, as think as little as I say, probably maybe 11, 12, I had to make the fried rice. Mm-hmm. So they teach you one time and then that's it. You didn't have to remember because she's catering for about 25, to maybe sometimes 3,000 people, right? So you have about, there's about 10, 20 cooks you're working with and everybody's doing something, right? Okay. So your little job is to make sure the fried rice is done you know, the ingredients are all cut up. Everything, you just, they show you how much proportion you're supposed to put in what. So everything's kind of measured. So you pick it, you put it in, you know, you just keep staring. And it was fun because as a kid, like, you know, you get involved in what your mom's doing. And it was exciting. I love food. So that was my way to be in the kitchen.
0: Did you ever get stressed out? I mean, 25 sounds okay. But when you say 3,000, that's a pretty big number of people. Oh, I mean,
1: that's my, that's my mom. I mean, she... See, at one time, she even did one for about five thousand people. So it was a big, uh, a yeah, big event. So, um, seeing it, you know, being part of it, and also, you know, experiencing what she, what goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't really see what goes on behind the cooking, right? Yeah. The, the 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 from gathering your ingredients, buying, going to the market, picking up the right vegetables, picking up the right seasonings, you know, getting the right meat, cutting it up, cleaning it, seasoning it. It's you know that process for me is very therapeutic. So it kind of like you know that's my zone.
0: Is that common? I guess in Ghana, in terms of that process and being taking that much care into the whole of like finding ingredients and 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 going through all of that, or is that just because your mom was a dietitian?
1: Um, I think maybe a little bit of both, because you know uh, growing up, you know when she has like you know even when she's getting stuff for a restaurant. As I go to, you know, you go to Macabre, she goes to her uh her suppliers, you know, she's always picking the best products, you know, she's always demanding that they give her the best product, the best tomatoes, you know, the best, the best uh onions, you know, you know, the fresh ones, the one that you know just got in. So it was the liking for fresh food is always there, right? So to get the best, to get the best food, you want to use the best ingredients, right? So because if you pull this, in, you know, you throw anything together, you can get something to eat, but how great is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How good how good a nourishing is it to your body? For sure, for
0: sure. Um, listen, before I dive into like into your foray into food yourself, um, I just want to ask a quick question about your, you know, your dad, your uncle, some of the other um people in your life, your family. I don't know if you have any any siblings, but what what is what are they outside of your mom? Is anybody else in the kitchen or
1: uh, so to speak? I'm I'm using air quotes here, or um, are they in different for me, different what, fields? What, uh, yeah, my brother, my brother is more of the eater. <laughs> he prepares the finished product. That's him. He prepares the finished product. I have an uh-huh. older brother and a, a younger sister. Okay. So um, okay. you know, my brother my brother, he prefers the finished product. And for me, I like the I like the 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 process. And my daughter also, you know, and my daughter also kind of inspires me because she loves food and she's always, you know, trying to make me do something different in the kitchen. So that inspiration from you know, uh, my back home, you know, my mom is, you know, it was just, you needed to see it. I mean, my, my dad is a lawyer, so he don't even come in the kitchen. Okay. He's, you know, he, he's, he's, uh, you know he, he just, he comes and gives, you know, his uh, his uh, his version of what's going on. And if you want to take it, take it. You oh, it's funny. But- that's funny. <laughs> so, so, so it but- me, me being the middle middle child, I got pulled into the kitchen most of the time. So, I loved it interesting so you're saying so is
0: your dad like your brother then that they, they were both like tasters and and more more on oh, the yeah the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah okay 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 yeah, uh, by the, yeah no, knowing how how well you cook and how much i've consumed of your of your food um i i just want to say to everybody listening that being a taster ain't so bad it ain't so bad
1: oh um, no no it's just, I, I mean i wish i could sit the another side of the kitchen <laughs> uh,
0: that's funny that's funny um when did you start cooking like for other people
1: um, for some funny reason, ever since I moved here, every time me and my friends got together for some funny reason, it always fell on me like, to make something to eat, cook. Okay. I, I don't know whether because I like food or because I like to taste good food. So I want to make the food myself. You know, so that started, you know, we, you know, we have barbecues and like, oh, you'd be on the grill or oh, take out the grill for us, take out the grill. And then, you know, I'll make food and it will be like, oh, it tastes good. I'm like, okay. For me, it's therapeutic, you know, cutting up the meat, seasoning it, you know, trying different things at the same time, you know, different spice levels, different combinations of spices. I just, I just, it intrigues me, you know, and for me, food is, food is life, right?
0: So you, you had mentioned your daughter. So is is she a chef or is she a taster? And how does she inspire you when it comes to- Are you a chef food? or you're a taster? I'm a chef. <laughs> I didn't realize she was in the back there. So I, I didn't catch that. What did she say?
1: I'm both.
0: Both. Oh, that sounds very good. That sounds very good. She's, you know, that's the, that's the important um that's the important place to be. You need to be able to taste the food before you start cooking it or while you're cooking it too. So Yeah. That's like, what yeah. You have. yeah, that's that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> you're to introduce yourself? Yeah, I was just about What's to say name? so. I'm a food dancer. Okay, and you are the taster and the chef because sometimes I help Papa out in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and when the food's done, sometimes when my brother's here, we eat the food together and we tell Papa how we did.
0: Oh, that's amazing! Thank you very much. It's okay, amazing. can I
1: continue the podcast now? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> Um so so, so you gravitated towards that i'm I'm wondering you know and and I don't want to overblow this this connection that you have with food and you're saying it's therapeutic. What is it about being in the kitchen that that makes you feel good and at home?
1: I think for me it's it's i think it's a combination of both I mean, it's therapeutic it reminds me of back home, um you know the connections that you have you know growing up, you know, I just have three siblings, but we always ate together, right and it's and then going to be in a boarding school you eat with your friends you always eat together you always eat together so that that kind of every time there's food together it brings people together it's always i think food food brings happiness and for me i believe in living a happy life you know life's too short so my my version of my happiness is to indulge in food good food not just food i spoke to a couple of chefs before having
0: this interview and they talked to me about the culture of food and they talked about the culture, not only being about, you know, ingredients and where you're, you know, where you're from. So, uh, you know, Ghanaian ingredients or Ghanaian style of cooking, but they talked to me about that communal nature, how food is consumed, you know, people coming together. When you think of food culture, what does, what does Kwesi think of when he thinks of food culture like what do you think of first I guess is the question
1: I think it's the same I share the same sentiment it's the bringing people together you know food brings people together and food from different cultures can be consumed by different cultures too right and that's Mm -hmm. the beauty about food irrespective of your culture you're always curious about what somebody else is eating what do you eat you know you want to try something different because you know what you eat you know and by I, said, I guess the opening into a lot of cultures is by way of going, you know, the, the food route, right? You know, if you want to learn about a culture, you want to start, the easiest way I think to go about it is start with their food, right? And then through the food, you get to understand why they eat the way they eat, the things they eat, and how they prepare their food and why they prepare it the way they prepare it. When
0: you first came uh, to Canada, and you were exposed to obviously different types of people eating in different cultures, you know, be they people who are you know sort of quote unquote traditional Canadian or from different parts of the world, because Canada is really a, a, an amazing melting pot or a salad. Uh, what do they say? That it's a it's a it's a mixed salad here. Um, are there any other cultures, any other foods that you would say, mm, I really like that. I like that experience. I like what it does for me outside of your own.
1: Yes. So um, I like authentic food. Um, I like, you know, I like authentic. I like food that's authentic. That speaks well. It speaks of the location. So for me, outside of you know, Ghanaian or I say West African cuisine, my next would be the French cuisine. Because mm-hmm. it has that infusion in the Mediterranean and the European. Mm-hmm. For me, it's all about, you know, fusion. Even with my food, I try to, you know, it's it's partly Ghanaian, but partly Western. You mm-hmm. know, and I try to incorporate different cultures. My first shot of food, I think, the first time I saw fries with cheese and gravy, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh Yeah. What are you doing? You know, coming from where we come from, no, you don't douse your fries in gravy. Yeah. But then, you know, that's that's the Canadian. And I I'm, I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't I don't play around with cheese a lot. But the few times I ever tried poutine, oh, that's yeah. I know why they make any anyway, sprinkle some bacon on it. Mm. <sighs>
0: Yeah, I'm telling you. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've ever been to Montreal, but Montreal, there are some, there are quite a few different spots. Have. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'll, I think I'll say
1: that one of Saint Catherine's. I keep hearing about.
0: Yeah, I I don't even remember some of the some of the names of these places. Um, so I'm not even going to be giving them free plugs. But I love that. I love that. Is that um, yeah, different cultures consume food different ways, and it, sometimes it's nice to be introduced to something different. I'm also uh, have trouble with the lactose, but I, when when I see a good poutine, man, I I you know I just sort of say, hey, <laughs> I'll deal with it. Let me enjoy
1: it. Let me enjoy right. it. Right, definitely, um, definitely. And the, I love the, I love Italian. I love Italian food too. You know, I love I love the Italian cuisine. I'm not a big pasta fan, but they cook different things. You know, the, the the risotto they have a nice risotto to make with lamb in it. Oh, that's that's you know that sometimes to die for. One of
0: the things that I've noticed about different cultures when it comes to food is if you really experience a culture through their food, like you said, the discovery, um, and I'm sure it's no different with Ghanaian food, is the time that it takes to cook. Oh, yes. Yes. It's a process, as you say at the beginning. You know, you've got the ingredients, you've got the meat, you've got to clean Mm -hmm. the food, you've got to clean the meat, the vegetable, all Mm -hmm. that. And the cooking doesn't take 20 minutes. It takes time. No, no, no,
1: no. It takes time. Yeah.
0: How do you find the time? And is the time part of what you think makes the food special?
1: Um, anything you do with love takes time. You know, when you, when you, when you grow, develop love for somebody, it takes time to grow, right? And then when you get to the end product, it's always, it's always amazing. So I think with, with um, coming, from Michael, you know, coming from Ghana, yes, our food takes a while to prepare, but it, that's what makes the food that good. You know, like, for example, we have something called, called kinke, which is uh, made out of condo. It's a three-day process to make it, to get it ready. You know what I mean? We have, even our fufu that we eat, you know, you got to get a cassava, you got to get a plant, you got to peel it, you got to cook it, then after you got to pound it. You know, it's that process. You could put it in the microwave and do all that, but it's that, when you eat it the authentic way, I think that's what makes it, that's what brings authenticity out of the food. I guess the processing part, because some foods, I mean, I can cook things that can take me 20 minutes to make. By the time it takes to prepare it, it's sometimes about a couple of hours because you got to marinate the meat, right? You got to season it, you got to cut up the vegetables in a certain way so that you get the right texture of it. You know, because it's too small, it might get too soggy, right? So you want to you create that balance in between. And I think that preparation part of it is what, drives people to my kitchen, because I take my time to make my food. I taste the Z, you know, I, I mean, your your favorite pork ribs, that you, the pull your back ribs that you always crave, right? It's a process. I marinate that overnight and slow cook it for about five, six hours. So by the time you get it at five o'clock, it's been, it's been happening from 12 o'clock, brother.
0: Wow. <laughs> I'm going to ask you just a quick question, and I know we're almost done here, but I want to just ask you a quick question about the time and about how what I've noticed about chefs who come from the continent, the great continent, whether it's West Africa or East Africa or or North even, the ones that I've spoken to anyways, the the time and energy that it takes to cook these uh, different amazing dishes really doesn't, it doesn't align well, if you will, with the idea of fast food and takeout, and like this, like Western <laughs> culture, kind of says, like you said, the microwave. Like, okay, give me, give me my food in twenty minutes. Um, how, how have you managed to grow your business in a culture that kind of, in in, in ways, glorifies speed, speed, speed?
1: Um, I think you know, our our like I said, our uh, meals from you know the continent. It's, I guess, the processing that you know, the time it takes to cook. It's hardly you can't really turn into a fast food. You know, there's things that we can like. There's things that we can make that might be fast food, but it might not be as filling as you expected, right? You know, and I say, for example, back home in Ghana, there's we have this. I don't know, it's a delicacy with everybody in Ghana: fried yam and pork. I mean. <laughs> I, I can't even say the word. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just, it's just, it's just hitting me and I'm just getting flashbacks, you know? And it's like, you know, you get off work on your way home, you pick it up on this, you know, it's the lady comes the side of the road, she sets the thing up, you know? It might not look like the great, it might not look like the a, a keg, but that yam and pork will hit the spot. <laughs> and it takes about 20 minutes to do it, right? Yeah. It takes 20 minutes to get it ready. But that's, I guess, that's the the quickest we can do fast food, you
0: oh, know. Man. Because
1: we can't do a drive-through, you know. If, <laughs> if you want, if you want, if you want your ribs, by the time I put it on the grill, I slap the the sauce on it. It's past five minutes already, right? So that mm-hmm. discounts the 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 fast food idea.
0: Your service, uh, your your business, it's Taste and See, and it's it's a catering business, right? It's not a it's not a restaurant or a fast food joint.
1: No, we 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 haven't launched a restaurant yet, but it's more carried, yeah, carrying to it's been uh, tailor made. Most of my dishes are tailor made. You know, you place your order on Friday, you get it Saturday for lunch, or you can have it for dinner, or you can if you want it for Sunday, you place your order by Friday, determine what day you want it, and we make sure we deliver to you at a time.
0: It's amazing. That's amazing. And and you know, I was going to do this at the end, but let me just do this now. How do people go ahead and taste and see actually?
1: <laughs> so. I'm on Instagram at taste and see underscore GH. Mm-hmm. Um, same one on uh, Facebook, taste and, right. score, uh, taste and underscore GH. And we just launched our website. It's www.tasteandcgh.ca. Perfect.
0: And people can order through all of those different avenues. They can reach you and they can make orders and 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 check it out and, and taste and see for themselves.
1: Yes, it's all about tasting and see. <laughs> um, I have a. If couple of not you will see, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask you, where did the name come from? But
0: is that is that what is is it is that an um,
1: open challenge to
0: people? Is that what you are saying
1: No, I, the taste and see actually. It was an idea with a friend of mine. You know, we're just we're just talking about you know restaurants like names you can use for a restaurant, and I was like, oh, taste and see. It's like taste and see don't sound great. I'm like, dude, taste it and see. Why won't you taste and see? You can't see and taste. You have to taste and then you see the goodness of the taste, right?
0: So it's the idea is that it's an eye-opening experience. Is that what it, am I
1: getting the there, there, perfectly <laughs> eye-opening, mouth explosion, great explosions in your mouth when you eat, taste and see? Um,
0: and and I I have to say, I'm I I've confessed that I'm a fan. Uh, my family, we order on. I think it's a weekly basis now. We're bothering poor <laughs> Quasi, um, but but it, but we, you know, we really do appreciate the food, and we know the care that is that is taken. Um, something mm-hmm. that I, I, I joke with my family about is I even like the salad, and uh, you know, my dad always used to say, "Oh." Uh, you know, you know the, 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 what is it what he used to say you know that's rabbit food that's rabbit food right? Don't eat that. It's, it's a typical African <laughs> saying yeah but you know it's fine I find f- fantastic is even your salad right is prepared mm-hmm. you can tell it's prepared with care it's always the freshest ingredients you've got a little bit of thank you you know um of the fruits in it so it's really, really well done and it really is an it, a, an, uh, uh, a symbol of, I think, the rest of your food, because it's done with such care. And I, I just, you know, I'm a huge fan, so I I don't care if people know it, but I'm definitely a huge fan. <laughs> we appreciate
1: that. We appreciate your, your business. Um,
0: Listen, a couple more questions for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have to ask this, I have to ask this, and I know this might cause international incident, but it is the question of jollof. (laughs) There is a big debate about which jollof rice is the best, whether it's Ghanaian or the Nigerian. What can you tell me about that great debate?
1: I'll say the, it's, it's, you know, we have a healthy rivalry. We consider ourselves, you know, brothers. You know, wherever we see each other, we get together. Just Ghanaians and Nigerians, we, we are one big, big, you know, we call ourselves, it's like a big relationship. And in every household or in every relationship, there's always a healthy debate, right? To kind of spray, you want to get better. So that, that debate, I mean, I'm biased, I'm not gonna lie. Because when you eat Ghana Jollof, eh, my brother, when you eat Ghana Jollof, you never go to Nigeria again, I'm telling you. Because that Nigerian Jollof is good, but Ghana Jollof, she's making my Ghana accent come out. But Ghana Jollof it's way better. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh-oh, even your daughter's jumping in there, eh? eh please. <laughs> Ghana, I mean, she, she attests to it. We've tried Jollof from a few other places, but... You know, Ghana jollof. is Ghana jollof. It's the king of jollof. I know my Nigerian followers. I might lose some followers. After yeah, this this, but
0: this is that's what I'm but, saying. But, you, you know, my people,
1: my people. forgive me. it's just the truth I'm speaking. The Nigerian one is great, but the Ghana one, you know, it's just like it's just like going for uh, you know, you going for like a Bentley, and then you're gonna compare it to like a, a Kia Forte. Hey, like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Jalup, the Bensley of Jalup, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> oh Quasi, I, I love it. I love it. I you know, there's a part of me that's like, man, I should edit this out because just this is gonna cause this is gonna cause. Oh, some no, 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 no,
1: <laughs> The truth, the truth shall set you free. <laughs> <laughs> taste and see, right? Taste and see right? taste and oh, see, you
0: never know. I love it. For those listeners who have not um appreciated this great debate, um, as as Quasi mentioned, there is this beautiful healthy rivalry between Ghanaian Jolof and Nigerian Jolof, And, um, you know, the debate rages on, but uh, we obviously know what side Kwesi is on. What should people know about Ghana that maybe they uh, maybe they don't know other than it's a beautiful West African country?
1: Um, it's a beautiful place. It's a land of gold. It's- it has amazing, amazing spices. It has amazing dishes. It's it's peaceful, beautiful place to go. And I think every every uh, every person from every person of color should visit Ghana in their lifetime because it's. I mean, the the experience, the vibrancy, the people, the love, the colors, the the just. It's just. It's just a place where you go, no matter where you come from, you feel like you're home.
0: So there you have it. The conversation continues. Part of our show was recorded and produced at Culture Light Studios. The soundstage and auditory office of 54 Lights. Music for this episode was composed, played and enjoyed with permission by our friends at Formats. Special thanks goes out to Kwesi and his daughter for allowing me to interrupt their time together. Thank you for letting me into your kitchen and, truthfully, for forcing me to make the tough decisions every few weeks when I make orders from Taste and Seek. Do I get the ribs? Do I get the goat? Or do I just get extra jollof? Thank you, the listener, that is, for tuning into this show. Be sure to spread the word about Taste and Sea Catering, and of course about Fifty Four Lights. Now I must confess that some of you may have experienced this episode under some duress, some nerves, if you will. And to those of you, those fiercely immersed in the never-ending debate on which is better, Nigerian or Ghanaian Jollof, I ask you to stop the fighting. One way we could do this, of course, is to send platefuls of Jollof rice to Fifty Four Lights be it Nigerian or Ghanaian, I welcome you all to forward them to me. And I will gladly do the taste test over and over again. Now, if you like what you've heard, remember that there's more. Our upcoming roster of shows will continue to have inspiring conversations with change agents, entrepreneurs, and other inspiring people from the continent and beyond it. Get your ears perked and your forks out because this foray into food continuing for another few weeks. And if this is your first time experiencing this light show, please subscribe, rate, and enjoy all of our episodes, be they past, present, or those yet to come. You can find us wherever you do your listening, from iTunes, to Spotify, to Google Podcasts, to many, many more. And of course, if you enjoy some social sprinkled in with your experience, Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter under our handle, Crowd54. Listen, like, share. This is your honored and full host, Kandwani Mwase. Until we meet again. Thanks for listening.